Hey there, spooky friends. It's Megan. And before we hop into the episode, I want to tell y'all a little bit about what we've got coming up in person next. We're so excited to announce that our friends at Little Cottage Brewing have invited us back for a monthly spot with trivia. So that means it's time to mark your calendars with a few dates to come hang out with us and play along. On December 13th, join us for Creepy Holiday Trivia, where we'll have questions ranging from spooky holiday traditions around the world, mischievous holiday mythical beings, holiday-themed horror movies, and more. Then, on January 17th, join us again for a deck themed around fears and phobias. Last but not least on the calendar is February 14th for a theme of romance and scorned lovers in horror. We can't wait to see you on December 13th, January 17th, and February 14th for some excellent craft beer and a scary good time. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. Now, on to the episode. Hey there, ghoulie friends. Welcome back to another mini-sode of Clever Ghouls. I'm Megan, and today we're going to be digging into grief and mourning through horror films. For a quick content warning, though, as the name implies, we are going to be talking about these two themes, which means it's inevitable that topics like death and loss are going to come up. But don't worry, we aren't going to be digging into anything graphic today, and at the end, I'm going to share some of my favorite horror films that center around this topic with you. Horror films have been increasingly gaining popularity over the years, and while these films are often viewed as an exciting way to indulge in fear, many horror films also explore themes related to discussing social commentary. Through the exploration of these themes, horror films provide us with an opportunity to examine and process topics like grief and mourning. The psychology of grief and mourning in horror films can provide us with an insight into how these emotions are experienced by the characters in the film. And through these explorations, horror films can help us to better understand the psychology behind these experiences and how it affects our own lives. I remember being in high school and getting the tough news that a very close friend of mine had passed away. I really didn't know how to process it, and I tried ignoring it, and that obviously didn't make it feel any better. And facing it in a way that should have been productive also just didn't feel right. And any of the self-help books on grief just did not give me what I was looking for. I didn't want to escape from my grief. I wanted to face it head on and dive deeper into it. So I did what I always did when I got overwhelmed, and I dove into horror. You really don't have to do much digging to find horror films that touch on or center around loss and grief. In order for horror to be effective, our characters have to be compromised in some way, and often the way that is the most relatable and effective is for them to be emotionally compromised. Horror movies not only helped me see and process what I was feeling, but it validated those feelings too, and it reaffirmed that sometimes things happen and exist in our world that can't be explained or that shouldn't exist but do anyway. The underlying metaphor for grief in horror films is that you are always capable of handling more than you could ever imagine. But it also seeks to kind of reaffirm your feelings as well. Yes, your pain is real. Yes, it can't get much worse than it is right now. Yes, you have every right to be scared. It also serves as a way to confirm that grief changes a person. With horror, there is no grand victory at the end of a movie for a lot of our characters, and even if a character survives or defeats the monster, there's no going back to who they once were. And that's what grief feels like at its core. According to an article written by Beck Miller and Johnny Lee, which I will link in the show notes for you, the horror genre is typified by two types of emotions that it attempts to elicit in our audiences fear, and disgust. Horror is thus well-placed to represent and discuss social and psychological themes associated with these emotions. Beyond the surface-level threat posed by many horror antagonists, the sharp knife of the serial killer, the gnashing fangs of the werewolf, horror often concerns itself with the fears, anxieties, traumas, real or perceived, that assail ordinary human existence. 
And despite how normal and common grief are, the nature of both are fairly hard to pin down from a professional standpoint. This is because it's such a uniquely experienced emotion. Psychologically speaking, it will vary wildly from person to person, even within the same subject matter. And unlike other emotions, grief tends to unfold gradually over time, and it contains a multitude of other emotional experiences within it. In an article from The New Yorker by Aaron Orby, again, linked in the show notes, titled Mourning Through Horror Movies, explains some background context on the subject far better than I ever could. To quote Orby, In a 1965 article titled Monsters Are Good For My Children, the author Terry Picknard argued that it's healthy for parents to show their kids films that echo the anxieties of the times. Picknard, a mother of four, was writing at a pivotal moment in the horror genre's history. Three years after her piece ran, the Motion Picture Association of America outlawed formal censorship, allowing major studios to introduce audiences to films of unprecedented gore. It was a pivotal moment in this country's history as well. Race riots were stirring in the South, a gunman had assassinated the president. As a child learns of the outside world, Picknard wrote, he learns of real-life things to be afraid of. When her eight-year-old daughter inquired about the atrocities of the Holocaust, Picknard obliged with a detailed explanation, bringing the girl to tears, and then sat the family down to watch an episode of The Twilight Zone together. And horror as a genre has, like I've touched on many times in our episodes and minisodes before, evolved so much as a genre. What was once thought of as a small confined box of jump scares and gore now serves as a platform to educate and address social issues and unpack our emotions and experiences on a much deeper psychological level. It's also evolved into a space that serves as an outlet for empathy and understanding. I've said it a million times before, and I'll say it a million more again, but the scariest movies are the ones that are rooted in reality. The scariest movies are not usually the gory bloodbaths, although they are uncomfortable, but one of our most notable horror films that touches on the themes of grief and mourning is The Babadook. A top-hatted monster tortures a grieving widow and mother as she struggles to adjust to the single mom life, all while mourning the sudden and unexpected death of her husband. Eventually, she locks the Babadook in her basement, where she has to confront and feed it every single day. Just like grief, the monster never leaves until she nurtures that wound and enough time passes. Death changes you. There's just no way to avoid it. There's no way to know when it will strike. And like an unkillable monster, it follows you wherever you go. There's no way of knowing when or if it will ever free you from its grasp. Grief is a terrifying thing, and it's no wonder that horror movies focus on it so often. One of the many reasons why I love the horror genre is that it allows us to explore our deepest fears in a safe place. I talk about this a lot in my mini-sode on the psychology and neurophysiology of fear and in the one about thanatophobia. Most of these anxieties involve fear of the unknown and loss of one kind or another. Loss of safety, loss of security, loss of a loved one. These horror movies allow us to empathize with the plight of others and process our own buried emotions. It gives us space to mourn and grieve and even feel grateful for all that we have. Some of my favorite horror films center around grief, and I already talked about The Babadook, but that one is by far the most well-done ones in the field for me, and it's coming up soon on our production schedule, so definitely go give that a watch if you haven't. Some others that I think are worth an immediate watch are Hereditary, Midsummer, Pan's Labyrinth, Pet Cemetery, and Don't Look Now. Again, a lot of these are coming up at some point, so definitely give them a watch. No matter how much we try to avoid it, we will all experience grief and mourning multiple times in our lives. Grief is an emotion that is often difficult to process and understand, and most of us don't know how to cope with the overwhelming sadness and the confusion that accompanies it. While there is no one-size-fits-all approach to managing grief, horror movies can really help us process and understand it better, surprisingly. 
By watching these films, we can gain a better understanding of our own feelings of grief and develop a more comprehensive view of the grieving process. Horror movies often depict characters struggling with their own intense emotions of loss and despair, which can allow viewers to relate to their own experiences. In addition, horror movies often provide cathartic endings that can help us process our own grief. By watching a character overcome a difficult situation, we can gain hope that our own grief will eventually subside as well. Horror movies also provide us, like I said, with this safe space to confront these fears and anxieties that we experience throughout our grief cycle. But that's it for this mini-sode, ghoulies. And I know this topic can get heavy, but I hope that you had a little bit of fun with me and learned something new along the way. As always, it's been real, and I can't wait to chat again with you soon. Stay creepy, friends. The Clever Ghouls podcast is run by Megan, Marissa, Blair, and Melissa. This episode was done by Megan. Our intro and outro music was created for us by Josh Marshall. Find his links in our show notes. For more episodes and other spooky content, find us on your favorite social media platform through our handle at Clever Ghouls. Don't forget to subscribe and share, and if you really like our content, please leave us a review.